So you know that thing where you go to a bar with a bunch of your friends and you sit and you argue for hours about movies you like and movies you don't like, movies you've seen, and then more people come so you have the same arguments and conversations all over again? Well, that's kind of like what this is. Hi, welcome to wherever you are. My name is Ryan McNeil in Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to the second part of Wicked Little Town, my audio postcards uh, from the matinee cast that uh, coincide with the Toronto International Film Festival happening right now in my hometown of Toronto, Canada. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you've probably heard me mention uh, the pub nights that we do here in Toronto, the movie blogger community does. And those pub nights actually had their genesis at um, at TIFF in TIFF 2008. We first all got together and had a pub night uh, as, as strangers, really, and thought, hey, this is a great old time. Why don't we do this again? And you know, a crazy idea was born. So I'd love to tell you that one of these years I will actually record what happens at pub night uh, in some capacity. But the fact of the matter is, it's just complete anarchy and trying to record any of it in that kind of situation would not work at all. But I did the next best thing. What I did for my second dispatch today is I grabbed people by the hand and took our drinks and stepped outside the bar and recorded little short snippets with, uh, with people at uh, various points of the night. So what you're about to hear is a little snapshots um, of what's been going on for various people in their TIFF um, experience uh, by people who will introduce themselves shortly. So you're going to hear three different snapshots, one after the other, which will all be broken up by a handy little sound clip from the Goonies, which sounds a little something like this. Okay. Name, rank, and serial number. Uh, Hillary Butler. I write for filmoria.co.uk, so it's a UK-based site, but I live in Toronto, so I've done TIFF, not full press, but I've done TIFF for, what, four years now. Okay, and um, this is this is the first year that you're doing TIFF full out as, yes, as accredited press. as accredited press. So my little fancy badge. You got, I was going to say, you got your lanyard. Yeah. You, you look splendid on that badge. I wanted Thank to you. say that on Twitter, but I was like... <laughs> Eh, I'll, I'll leave the, the mild like sexism until though, later. Okay. It totally looks like you. <laughs> um, how have you found the difference from doing uh, patron to doing uh, press? Uh, I have a lot more transcribing to do. <laughs> I would um, imagine. Which is bad because I'm really behind. Okay. Um, so good yeah, thing, good thing more, you're going to sit here and drink tonight. a lot more rushed um, than normal. Um, trying to fit interviews and stuff in. So, like, today I had to forego seeing High Rise because I got offered an interview. So kind of bummed about that, but okay. it was for a little Canadian film, so I'm happy I get to bring that to UK That's very cool. So, yeah. And what about even just, like, the vibe in the room? Because I imagine the audience in a press and industry room is different than in the vibe from a public room. Oh, yeah. And, are, um, like, are they are they more cynical? Yeah. Or it's just, really? Yeah, it, and but, there's usually, it, like, when there's clapping in a P&I screening, yeah. you know the movie's really good. Okay. Because most of the time they're just get up and leave. Yeah. Or... Uh, they've left partway through the film because they've got other things to do. So there's a lot more activity going on while you're watching one of those okay. screenings. That's going to take you out of a lot of things, I'd imagine. Sometimes. It depends. Okay. The ones that really grab people, they stay for. But... Right. Now, we're going to talk about one that, you, that I just grabbed you out of the bar to talk about yeah. in a second. But do you have a favorite so far? Is something stuck out for you? The Danish Girl. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Okay. We talked it about it on the last episode. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was just beautifully shot. Cinematography was fantastic. Okay. Um, Eddie Redmayne will at least get another nomination. Yeah, uh, our, we we talked about him on our last episode with my previous guest uh, Jess Rogers, who just left the bar yeah. for a long drive back to New York State. Um, 
And and she was saying that Alicia Vikander is something to behold oh, in that movie. Yep, absolutely. Wow. Okay. I mean, she she definitely gets to show some emotional strength, whereas in Ex Machina, she had to show her absence of emotional yeah. strength. So, um, completely different role for her, but she's fantastic too. I kind of dig when this happens with an actor that they kind of break out, and you want to back up and yeah. watch all their and stuff. Watch the other stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. like I, I really got to get on a royal affair now. Yeah. I, I want to rewatch. Um, um, Anna Karenina yep. now I was like, I, just I, to kind of spot her out of it yeah. I was like oh yeah she was in she's that she's in that yeah. Yeah. and today you saw the program today I saw Spotlight and the program which one's Spotlight Spotlight is the Tom McCarthy film that centers around the priest molestation that's that one I am yeah. so wary of Tom McCarthy because last year the I based color? yeah I based it just on McCarthy I was like oh he's gonna take Adam Sandler and make him all serious and make it all yeah, no no, no. that was a bad um, idea bad so idea. he's he's in the corner so for me no, right now he's, yeah, he's on time they, out they're saying that he's redeemed himself okay um, minus one review I read okay. today that didn't like it but it's very it's very procedural it's methodical it's not necessarily passionate but it's yep. um, it's well done Pat, Michael Keaton is great again okay um this year, so yeah, he's definitely back. That Birdman was not a fluke. <laughs> good, good, okay. Um, and it, it, it's a movie that's entirely dialogue, so there's no like, you know, big actiony nothing. It's just all dialogue. I think the guy who wrote The Fifth Estate also wrote that. Okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I it's think all I that. very dialogue. So very talky. Um, but yeah, I was never bored. Good. Yeah. Okay. So it was, no, it was no, we'll, maybe I'll take him out of timeout. Yeah, um, and the program, that's the Lance Armstrong program, fictional film? Yeah, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, fictional film. And yeah, I don't know how much of the characters are all very over the top. So Ben Foster is fantastic. Okay. But I don't I don't know that much about Lance Armstrong, so I don't know if like how over the top he really was. But then and how much he's... of this stuff actually happened versus not. Okay. Because he's he almost has like an American psycho esque Jake Gyllenhaal night crawler kind of okay. psychoticness to him by the end of the film. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was real. What I would suggest when you're doing your transcribing and that kind of thing, because you know you have so much free time right now yeah. to follow my suggestions, is just call up some clips of him doing interviews and that kind of thing. I watched a few weeks ago in the run-up to TIFF, I watched the Armstrong lie. Yeah. And yeah, he comes across very cold and very, very dickish. Yeah. Um, when he's talking publicly, not even just in a one-on-one interview, but in like a room full yeah. of press corps. Mm-hmm. So that might be and closer he, to on the mark. Well, and it very well may be. Ben Foster was had it down okay. like that's for sure like okay. he and Chris O'Dowd was great in it nice. but he was just very absent from the last like third of the movie which was unfortunate because he was great okay. he was very passionate in this film and I'm ending these little snapshots okay cool cool <laughs> I'm ending these little snapshots with something I'm calling milk and cookies so like the, the little the, the happy little rainbow that was your tip so far like has anything cool happened to you did you meet anybody or eat some good food or I got yeah, to do you... my very first red carpet this year okay. at Roy Thompson Hall for demolition how did that go um I did not get to talk to Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. I was like all the way at the end of the press. And then by uh, but I was like, I'm in this tent that I've like looked at and taken pictures of for like four years, and I'm all of a sudden inside it. Beside the girl who's doing like the L'Oreal press, I'm like, right. why are you beside me? You're a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Understand. Um, 
And talking to the cinematographer of Demolition was fantastic. We also did Brooklyn here this year too, like two vastly different films. Yeah. And, and oh my film. god, they're both they're both beautiful. I've seen them both. Yeah. They're stunning. And he was just really interesting. He talked about how he does all natural light. There's no artificial light in either film. Um, no whiteboards, nothing. Okay. Um, and just to have him one on one, he stayed and chatted for like a good five minutes on a red carpet is like that's ta- that's that's a eon. That's yeah. That's like um, ten commandments long. <laughs> that was that was nuts. Like I'm standing there and Ben Mulroney's walking past me and Rick Campanelli from. Are you finding a hard time like trying to keep it together as a pro? <laughs> like every once in a while, you really want to geek out. Uh, oh yeah! Today when I was doing an interview, um, J.K. Simmons and Susan Sarandon were across the room from me, and yeah, I was yeah. like, to the PR girl, I was like, "Is that J.K. Simmons?" And she's like, "Yeah." Like it was no big deal, but for me, it's so big. Deal. See, the funny thing is, I, I almost <laughs> want to say, like, for your first round as press, I was going to ask you if this is like a very almost famous moment for you, but as I know from your previous fun that you had not seen my favorite movie. <laughs> I've so, seen it. I was just saying. Long time ago. ago. So what, okay, so what I would say is, when this is all, when the dust is yes, settled, when you've gone back to your normal life yeah exactly when you've gone back to your normal life watch Almost Famous and then get back to me and say hey yeah yeah, that was very much or or, no that wasn't at all that between those things and being in the room with Matt Damon for like 40 minutes during the press conference that's some very big cookies and a very large glass of milk I'd say that was yeah the biggest (laughs) Hillary thank you so much Name, rank, serial number. All right, my name is Max Colville. I write for Sound On Sight, now Pop Optic, and I live in Rhode Island. Very nice. This is your second tip, if I remember correct? Yes, that would be right. It's nice, and uh, the week is treating you well, I hope? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, the weather was a little <laughs> wishy-washy there, but today was wonderful. That's so. nice. Uh, what's uh, what stuck out for you? How, like, is, is there something so far you've seen that's really jumped out? And- oh. We're gonna let it. Oh, that's okay. Uh, something that's jumped out. Um, I guess like there's been stuff I really liked. I mean, I, I really loved Youth. Um, other than that, uh, Office was really unique. Tell people about Office because I, I don't think like the, the audience at large is gonna have heard about that film. Okay, uh, Office is directed by Hong Kong director Johnny Tu, and he has created a 3D musical uh, uh, that's based on a play about like office work or like trying to like bring a company public. Okay, it's really interesting. And it worked. It worked out well. Like the 3D was cool. The music was cool. Like it all came together like a nice like a, like a good stew basically. Yeah, I mean the the, th- the 3D was mostly used to bring the set alive oh okay because uh it's like a really deep set and like um kind of futuristic some people were comparing it to playtime like the way that the set was set up oh, and man that's high praise yeah wow <laughs> so, okay now i'm really see that was one i wanted to see that but i just couldn't slot it in i i usually say to people when i can't see a movie at tiff nine times out of ten it's not because of lack of interest right, right? it's just You've only got so many hours in the day. <laughs> something's got to lose, and that was one that I did really want to see, but I just I couldn't make it work on the schedule. But now that you tell me that, I'm, I'm actually really, really regretful <laughs> that I couldn't make it on the schedule. But that so it worked out really well for you. Yeah, I mean, the, there's, there might be a little problems with the subtitles here because some things were like a, a little bit hard to follow. But um, oh shit, yeah, I guess a musical that's sub- I don't think I've seen a musical that's subtitled. Yeah, <laughs> in in 3D to boot. Right. Oh man. Uh, what else do you see? Um, so I mentioned youth. We seen we saw Brooklyn last night, which was very good. Um, we saw a Sunset Song, which some people were like really excited about, and I don't have very much experience with Terrence Davies. Okay, but this was one depressing film. <laughs> um, it was just like 
They couldn't anything think about something bad that could happen to these characters and it happens. Oh, now, let's set the stage on this one. Did you see this early in the day, late in the day? How, how Last film of the day of a four-film day. Oh, see, that, that, <laughs> you can't, you can't. Like, you know, that's, that's when it's, like, that, that's the concentrated version. Yeah. That is uncut film depression right there. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, and on top of that, yeah, a four-film day, which a lot of people don't ever experience in their lives. Like, right. that's only a festival thing. Um, you, you must have been really tired as well. Oh, yeah, by that point, wiped. Oh, man. What, what is that one about? It's about, it's based on, like, a, um, I believe it's Scottish novel, and it's actually taught, and basically it's about a, a young woman who has to um, kind of, like, live her life and survive during that time. They weren't very good to women back then, didn't really respect them. They had really just jobs of being a housewife yeah and um so not only does she have to deal with her abusive father but um later on uh she's in the midst of world war one and it affects her family okay well it sounds interesting but i think i might want to make sure i'm like in a good and cheery mood yeah certainly when i see that um have you noticed any difference of your first festival to your second festival like is it going easier this time do you have the lay of the city a little bit better? You know more people. Um, the the most thing I I think that um, ticket selection was a lot more um, comfortable this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's daunting the first yeah. time, ain't it? I think you must have asked me like sixteen questions. I, I did in two thousand fourteen. <laughs> I think I stopped answering around fourteen. Um, but it's it's it, it seems leery at first, but it, it like you said the second time around, it's way easier. Right, and you learn a lot more things. You learn that like. I don't need to see The Martian because it comes out in three weeks even though as much as I'd want to see it yeah. I, I can wait and um, you, you stop panicking over stop getting like little films and you open your umbrella more and you start seeing things that maybe you wouldn't see normally was there anything that you picked up this time based on something you saw last time like did you did you have an experience in 14 that like kind of steered you towards something in 15 um or not really not really I mean or not even like a program or something like were you more uh, like you guys aren't doing any of the midnight concerts right? no I'm, I'm not into power that often okay. um well and I'm ending these little snapshots with a series I'm calling milk and cookies so uh something like cool or fun or nice that happened to you during the week that's not necessarily film related like did you meet anybody did you have some good food did you have like a, a nice little like lunch or something you got to meet some people that's what you were hanging out with Shane Slater who might be showing up later on right yeah and that was like that was the first time you and he were in the same place at the same time no actually this is a, this is a good story because okay. we actually met um a year or two ago when he was covering the New York Film Festival. Oh. And I had just gone up there for five movies, and we said, oh, we're both going to be in town, and let's meet up, and we chatted for a little bit. Now it was interesting to see how far our careers have gone differently since then and um, what we're doing now. So it was really fun to sit down with him for a few hours. and. Uh, that's cool. And like, like anything else that's cool that's happened to you this week? Did you get any good food or any nice nice line experiences or anything? The, like the food this year has been a lot better. I mean, I, I looked at a lot of guides and like figured out what we should do. So it was like, oh, we're hitting this like hot spot and hitting this hot spot. And we're like, oh, this is good. This is good. And we were so surprised. Okay. And last year, um, we had just hit like maybe a few different places. And we, we we weren't that impressed, but this year we were that. You did a little. Look at that. You do a little bit of homework, and I think last year you were just kind of following the law of two feet of well this looks good let's go in right so it's yeah like this place we went to like a place called like bomby boys which is like a yeah, korean yeah. fusion yeah. place that we really love yeah yeah that's totally okay thanks man hey, you guys. Uh, 
apparently name rank and serial number is difficult, so let's go to the brainchild. Yes. Uh, my name is Callum Marsh. I am a film critic, freelance film critic, and I write for The Village Voice and The Guardian. In my mind, by the way, you are the film critic. You have changed my whole world this year, and I want to say that for here and now. Tweet less, read more. I'm yes. going to get it tattooed, sir. Uh, and on my right? Yes. Who are you? Uh, you you know. don't know? You See, this is what happens when you turn 21 and you're allowed to drink. Uh, Should I just tell people? Uh, no. Sam Fragosa. I'm writing here for Wired. Nice. And uh, You're from? Chicago. Live in California. Very nice. And, and we had a, a nice little uh, lunch or, or dinner earlier on this year, and I went and watched a silent movie. You did? Thank you for making my trip to was California. The, was the movie good? The movie was great. Okay. I, I kind of wish you had stuck around and come with. Yeah, well, the um, booze was there, right? He was there, yeah, and uh, sat not far away. Um, gentlemen, I'm just doing little postcards in lieu of like full-on reviews from the festival, just because yeah. I find it crazy to actually do full, uh, you know, talks about movies that people haven't seen. That's a challenge. It is. It is. You know, <laughs> from a listening perspective, I imagine people don't want to listen too much about a movie they're not going to see for a few months, if ever. Um, how's your festival been going? I, I might as well start with you and go back around the horn. It's been, uh, I was just saying to someone, it's kind of the Mission Impossible 4 of film festivals in that everything, <laughs> everything seems to be breaking down on me uh, and slightly slightly off and broken. Okay. Um, I haven't really seen anything I've loved. Um, Which is rare for you, because usually by now, like it's, it's Monday night, I'm by usually, now you're usually pointing me towards something. That's right, and I, I've seen some good films, but um, I've seen a lot of bad films, and Everything seems a little... It seems like a week here. Okay. Okay. Sam, how's, uh, how's your... Uh, I, by the way, again, I'm happy that you're here because I didn't know you were coming. Um, you... you <laughs> a delightful days, surprise. I was yeah. going to say, two days before the festival, you're like, are we doing a pub night? Where's my invite? I was like, where, where's where, where, yeah, where's the news that you're coming? So I, just, I didn't broadcast. I, I, know, I know. You're uh, like a thief in the night, man. It's good. Not as eventful as last year, I will say. Though, last night, we, uh, Callum and I, and a whole group went dancing. So that, that's been you the dance? best... Was this the thing I saw? Did I see in this that David Davidson was dancing with Christopher Doyle? Yeah, was just yeah, hanging around right. Christopher yeah, Doyle? Yeah. I see. That, wow. <sighs> that, that. He told, so David Davidson said to him, I love Lady in the Water. <laughs> Christopher Doyle said, oh, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Christopher Doyle, if anybody doesn't know who's listening to the show, imagine what would happen if Keith Richards directed film. <laughs> he is brilliant and his imagery is fantastic, but the man himself is the very definition of a loose cannon. Uh. And I mean, like, I was taking pictures at his premiere, like, he was talking and I was taking pictures, and I was worried that he was going to be like, young man, what are you doing pointing that camera right in my face? Because he was talking, I'm sitting in front row, and he's leaning right up on me. Uh. Not phasing him a bit, I don't even think he knew I was there. <laughs> um, but but my, my, my response to the festival, I was, I, I was talking to someone right now, just... You have more work than you usually do, and you have more opportunity to go out with people you don't see. So the combination is a, is a dangerous and overworked. Yeah. So I, it's it's problematic from and, the get-go. And, so. and just general sleep deprivation. Yes, sleep like you deprivation. Guys, for instance, you guys don't really do like the midnight things, right? Like you guys don't do Midnight Madness? I try not to. But that's like that's a whole series that's designed to end at 2 a.m. Right. And then they go out. Yeah. You know, and some of them still write. Yeah, um, there's a challenge. Has, okay, so you were saying like it's a down year for you. Has anything actually stuck out? Uh, you know what? The one I keep coming back to is Sicario, of all things. Oh, you're my I, favorite. Okay. I really, really like Sicario. Um, I, as you know, I'm usually the guy who is going to champion the obscure three-hour you know, uh, Philippine film, which is, you know, 
very obscure and oblique and difficult, but this year the difficult films, as much as I've liked what I've liked, Sicario, this mainstream blockbuster thriller from everyone's favorite Canadian auteur, Denis Villeneuve, um, I thought it was just a really, uh, yeah, it's a real corker. It's it's execution, you know what I mean? It, like, that film, it doesn't do anything special. It's not, It's I've seen that movie before. Yes. But every bit of it is firing on all sides. I just feel like he has, this is a really underrated quality of directors, and you don't hear about it a lot, but he's really, really good at choosing collaborators. Yeah. I think he has extremely good taste in musicians. Johan Johansson did the score of this in Prisoners. Cinematographers, Roger Deakins obviously shot this, and it looks immaculate. Yeah, uh, and just everything—production designers, actors—every um, element is just so well curated. And I feel like being a good curator of your own film is something that uh, people don't get enough credit for. But that's like Denis Villeneuve's thing. Nice, nice. Uh, Surrounding yourself with good people. That's. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'm gonna get that tattooed. Right, about read, read <laughs> yeah, more tweets. I don't want to be unoriginal, but I would have said the same thing. Really? Yeah, but oh, but man. I but I don't I, I don't want to do that. So uh, <laughs> not the lobster was good. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Except for the last twenty minutes, I don't totally dig. But the first hour, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. yeah the first hour of, of the lobster is gloriously absurd. Yeah. Um, and that was actually where my screening cut out. Oh, that's funny because our cut, uh, our print, whoever it was, I'm not sure for the print, but all the same. It, We're using air quotes around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like after an hour, it it did the same thing, and then they were like, "All right, we're fixing it," and then ten minutes later. They, like, they started okay. from the beginning, and then we had to go to the front, and, and it did end. Yeah. You didn't see it all. So that's the thing. Like, I, it's, it's the moment where it actually cut. If I was right. watching it, like, if it was on TV or if it was on Netflix, that's where I'd just stop it and walk. I just, you know... You may I, have got the best part. Yeah, yeah that's it. Just watch better. 45 minutes of Lobster, and, and away we walk. Um, well, I'm ending these off with what I'm calling milk and cookies. So the, 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 the fun little bit of your week. Like, did you meet somebody cool? Did you try some good food? I, I you... know what he's going to say. Uh, well, okay. What do, you, what do we got? What, I, what's, what's been the, the dessert of your week? I talked to Martin Amos on Saturday, who, as you know, is my is my idol and my favorite author. Uh, wow. It was, uh, it was, I talked to him for an hour, and it's just the highlight of the week, and nothing's going to top that. So that's the thing. <laughs> that, would, that would certainly do it. Yeah. That, like, I, I, yesterday afternoon at Five Nights in May, I got to talk to Ava DuVernay, and I was yeah, just, like, completely night. starstruck. <laughs> just, and I'm like, don't say something stupid. Don't say something stupid. Don't say something stupid. Don't ask her about Marvel. You know, then I got out of it. Okay, that is very very cool. How about you? Yeah, I, you know, uh, the dancing was good last night. I'll say that. But but uh, <laughs> I should talk. To, you know, I talked to Denis. I thought that was really interesting. I interviewed Sarah Silverman for like twenty. How is she? She is as, as cool, uh, like wry and eloquent as you think she would be. Okay, and. Really a delightful, like, seems like a genuinely good human being. And, and the thing is, you do these interviews, and you don't know what, what they're like. Get, and yeah. some people kind of fake being pleasant. I think she's, like, a genuine good. Okay. And, and it helps that her movie, I Smile Back, is, is pretty good. Nice. Can I ask you, are you getting bored yet of walking into an interview and being like, oh, my God, you're so young? Has that, has that gotten old? Because uh, speaking as somebody who's north of 35, sure. first of all, milk that. Sure. Um, but but seriously, like the, the, you, you might get you know same thing of like the Stones get tired of playing Satisfaction. Um, <laughs> wow, that's the first and, and probably last time I will be compared to the Rolling Stones, <laughs> and, and for good reason. Um, it doesn't happen as often as you think anymore. That's good. And it and it may be the the too long, long hair, or the but it, but it, it's okay. It's an advantage actually. I think. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And there's no. Cosmic love.
So there we go. That was uh, something of what you would have heard inside the office pub on John Street in Toronto uh, during this fine, basically midway point of the festival. As I post this, it's uh, it's already day six, and where does the time go? Uh, my deep thanks goes out to Hillary, to Sam, to Callum, and to Max for uh, taking time out from there social engagement to talk to me and tell me about their week and go along with this crazy little experiment of mine. I will, of course, have more of these postcards as the week goes on. I think two more, maybe three, depending on how things go. And I do hope you're enjoying them. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of the new format. TIFF coverage goes on at thematinee.ca. Lots of little uh, reactions to what I'm seeing. There will be posts about Brooklyn coming up. There will be posts about Into the Forest coming up. And lots, lots more as the week goes on. So you can find all of that at thematinee.ca. But for now, I'm going to go to bed because I'm not sure if you can hear just how uh, drunk I am. But it's uh, it's significant. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, You can follow me at Twitter, matinee underscore CA, facebook.com slash darkmatinee. And of course, the site itself, matinee.ca. For now, for Max, for Callum, for Sam, and for Hillary, I'm Ryan McNeil. We'll see you at the matinee and at TIFF.